Welcome to the Keelhauled Podcast. I'm the voice of Sea of Thieves, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news for you. So tie yourself to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourself a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. And your host, Captain Logan. Do I know him? Captain Logan, eh? I think he owes me a pint. <laughs> it comes in pints? Why didn't anybody tell me it comes in pints? All right. Well, apparently I owe John McMurtry uh, a big thank you on the podcast, first off, for recording multiple takes of the intro. I pieced together the ones that I liked for this one. Expect to hear him more as the podcast grows. Uh, thank you so much for, for doing the intro. It's It was a, a real joy to get to sit down and kind of listen to all the different versions that you gave me. And I uh, can't wait to use them in future episodes. And I will definitely, more than anything, I will buy you a pint as soon as we get an opportunity to go outside and have conventions again can we please have conventions again i really want to meet you guys uh but with with that we have a lot of news as john said we have a lot to discuss and some of it is going to touch on some of the stuff that i talked about in the let's get critical episode so if you haven't listened to that make sure you go take some time to listen in on that episode because i'm going to be referring to a lot of it from uh, update perspective uh, a lot of stuff happened this week and we got some good news we got some interesting news and we got a lot of discussion regarding the state of the game uh, with the upcoming may update so let's get into it First up on today's docket, let's discuss the official Sea of Thieves news May update that we got on the 20th. Uh, this is bring, bringing you news from home because Rare is now currently working from, well, not now, they have been working from home for quite a while, and they wanted to kind of touch on some of the stuff that we can expect in the next coming month. So May 27th is the new update. This is going to be the quality of life update that you can expect coming in the near future. Actually, not too far, a couple days. So if you're listening to this at the time of recording, uh, again, sorry, this is a little bit later, but I, I wanted to kind of think about some of the stuff that we're going to be talking on. So we found out that the next update is going to be on May 27th. This is going to be quality of life. Uh, they didn't really say what's coming in it, surprisingly. I actually kind of expected some news about some of the quality of life changes or bug fixes that are coming. I would anticipate this is going to be a little bit less of a shrouded spoils kind of update and more just kind of a month to work on tuning some of the stuff that uh, came with the Ships of Fortune update because that was a really big deal. The emissaries brought in a lot of new tech and I imagine that this is just going to be them kind of tightening up things and working on things in the future. So Joe kind of talks about how some things are going to be easier to do in the future uh, because of, of this update and how some of the bugs may take a little bit longer than this current update to work out, but they are aware of them. They are aware of our feedback and want to let us know that they're going to be working on these uh, to try and make sure that things are happy, that, that we're happy with the game, because there's a few things that, you know, I talked about last week uh, that you guys wrote in about, and I want to touch on some of those in a little bit, but I wanted to jump into kind of the, the major news that was with this video, and that was that they were teasing the new Steam client. Well, not Steam client, but Sea of Thieves being on Steam. Uh, so we're, we're getting, so just to keep your date straight, May 27th is going to be the Lost Treasures quality of life update. The Steam client, that is actually coming on June 3rd. So there's a little bit of information that you guys want to know about that, and I'm going to go into that in a sec. But we're getting Sea of Thieves on Steam on June 3rd. This is great for PC users because Steam is a, a huge huge library store kind of housing area for for games pretty much everyone uses steam if you st if you play games on your pc you've probably got a steam account so the fact that sea of thieves is coming to there is great because it's going to open it up to a, a vast amount of fresh meat i mean f new pirates for us to uh train in how to 
uh, we're, we're going to steal their treasure. We're, we're basically going to be stealing. But try to be nice if you go out there. If you happen to find some new pirates, try to be a little gentle on them because we, we want them to stick around. We want them to enjoy it. And we don't want them to play less than two hours and get their refund uh, from Steam because that's we want the game to, to do well. So with the update um actually i'll I'll, i'm gonna dive into uh the the details about that but along with this video uh we also found out that there's a new trailer and the new trailer is pretty interesting because i i don't think that many of us expected the trailer to sound the way it does the it was very punchy had a great song i really enjoyed it 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 wasn't uh, very much what you would expect from a normal Sea of Thieves trailer. Most of the Sea of Thieves trailers that we get are very in theme. And this definitely felt like kind of a, a poppy kind of, uh, you, you know what? I tell you what, let me just play it for you. We are the new legends. This is the new age. We are the new legends. The new legends. So yeah, like I said, man, I, I really like it. It's really cool. I, I just realized that it's not the standard type of Robin Beanland music that we would normally get. And as much as I love Robin, I think that this would definitely be kind of an exciting adrenaline-filled song to, to kind of get pumped for jumping on the seas and, and checking out what this game is about because that's essentially what this is for. This is to try and get more people who are on Steam and this game has to compete with a lot of other games on Steam. So if you're if you're trying to understand why this doesn't feel so Sea of Thieves like it's it's because it's trying to market it to a different type of uh, person, someone that wouldn't normally check out Sea of Thieves. But because the the number of pirate games on Steam is vast and there's really only one good one now, uh, well there will be as soon as this comes out, but I, I'm I'm glad that they're doing this because they're stepping out of their comfort zone and it doesn't have to be for everyone and that's fine because maybe it'll be for someone else and that someone else will realize just how great this game is and how much we love it and as a result they will play it and enjoy it and then we can meet them and take their treasure or invite them into the community you know whichever whichever happens first hopefully we'll I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna set any standards or anything but you know what I mean uh, and that's that's kind of it we got uh, a quick little jump into uh chloe quack's uh quick fire questions it was great to to see some of the semblance of the normality that we had with these updates because this was filmed uh prior to us having to do the uh stay at home or work from home and i'm i'm looking forward to when things get back to normal where everyone can work safely from the studio and we can kind of progress with the the normality because i'm gonna be honest it's it's been scary and coconut fever is nothing to joke about. Um, and I, and I just, I hope that everyone's doing well because I know there's, there's been a lot of love, uh, and, and yeah, I, I don't need to get into it. We're trying to keep positive here. So anyway, going into, um, steam, should we get into steam? Let's get into steam. 
Next up on today's docket, let's dive into the Sea of Thieves Steam release. So that way you kind of have a good idea of what's, what to expect if you're thinking about picking it up because a lot of us are probably playing it on Game Pass or own it already. And if you're playing it on PC, why would you want to pick it up on Steam if you already own it? Because you already have it on Microsoft Store. Well, that is simple. Uh, one thing, well, yeah, there's one thing. It, it tracks your time. This is something that Xbox users can find out uh, usually at the year end kind of thing where they, they show you how much game time you've actually played. With Sea of Thieves on PC, that's just not a thing. We just don't know how much time we spent on it. And while we'll never know what the first two years of playing uh, time frame is, we can still kind of start tracking that on Steam. So what do you need to know about Sea of Thieves? Well, I opened up the FAQ and I figured I'd dive into a few of these just to give you guys some information uh, in case you're maybe thinking about picking it up. Well, first off, do you get it for free if you own the Windows 10 version? Unfortunately, no. No, you don't. Uh, if you own the regular version through the Microsoft Store, you still have to purchase it through Steam. Well, how much is it on Steam? The normal price is going to be $40, which is right about that that level that I would expect most people to get it or not. Uh, considering this game has two years of free content, that's a pretty good deal. But I will say there have been plenty of times where I've seen it on sale for cheaper, either half off or less. And I think that $40 is going to be a good introductory price, but I will probably hold off to pick up the Steam version until I see it go on sale or I can get some currency or, or uh, some credit on there. And that's just kind of, you know, I mean, I don't necessarily need to pick up like the Halo stuff on Steam because I already have it on Game Pass. I already own the game, so I don't really need it. But this is one of those things where I do want to see them succeed. So I'm willing to spend the money when I can get a, debt, uh, a little bit better of a deal since it's just going to be a, a double dipping scenario. Uh, some of the things that you might want to know if you do pick up the Steam version is your progress. How much of your progress carries over? Well, all of it. <laughs> You're going to get all of your cosmetics, all of your ranks and currencies, anything that you have unlocked with your Xbox Live account, that is all going to be tied to the Steam version because you're going to need an Xbox Live account for this. So if you have Steam, but you don't have an Xbox Live account, you'll have to go to xbox.com forward slash live to create an account that you can then use to link. So essentially what this is doing is using the Windows client and tying it through Steam. So you can have your Steam friends and you can invite your friends through Steam, but all of that is going to still be running on the Windows 10 client, which also means you're gonna need the Windows 10 client. So if you are not running Windows 10, you probably won't be able to play this game, much like if you were to purchase this through Windows for playing with other people across Xbox and PC which takes me to the next bit of news that the Steam version will be included with cross-play. So while this is currently running mostly on Xbox, I would imagine that the, the larger percentage of players come on Xbox and many people have actually swapped from Xbox to PC just because of the load times and accuracy, things like that. The Steam version will include cross-play, but just a reminder, all of those pirates are going to be very fresh. So whilst they may be playing on the quote-unquote PC master race, they're going to be pretty green when it comes to sailing. So you're, you're, you're probably going to have a pretty easy time picking them off if you're out there hunting for them with the Reaper's Call. Some of the things that if you want to pick up the Steam version, it's going to be very similar to the Windows client that you're not going to have to worry about any kind of locked frames. You're going to be able to have uncapped frames uh, similar to the Windows client. And if you want to activate any kind of codes that may come up, so say they release uh, cosmetic codes like the Obsidian six pack and you get the code for that, how do you redeem it? Well, it's not gonna be through Steam. It's actually gonna be through the redeem.microsoft.com website and you're still gonna have to log into your Microsoft Live account to be able to get these. So 
those are some of the things that I wanted to dive into because I know that some people may have questions about the Steam client and are not quite sure where to get that information. The FAQ, I will have a link to that site uh, on the show notes if you want to take a look for yourself. I did cover it for the most part verbatim, but if you wanted to read it for yourself, I will have those in the show notes. And yeah, there it's over on the steamcommunity.com page. So that's kind of wondering if, you, if you're heading over to seethieves.com and you're wondering how come you can't find this FAQ for the Steam client, it's because it's actually through Steam. So hopefully all of this information helps you make a more informed purchasing decision if you are thinking about getting the Steam client. And again, that's coming out on June 3rd of 2020. Next up on today's docket, let's dive into the competition of courage. Because this is something that's been running for a little over three weeks. It's been most of May, which has been nice because I haven't really taken it too seriously. And I gotta say, I am still not a fan of Arena. I really am just not digging it. Uh, The state of Arena is interesting because they've just gone over the whole refresh as, as of Ships of Fortune. And Arena's been different, but I don't think that it's quite there. There still needs to be some refinement to the client side version where you're actually uh, loading into different um, sessions and you're getting different crews Uh, that still seems to take a while not not too long but depending on what time you're playing it can take a while to jump into the the matches are shorter obviously you get the 15 minute timer and it still sloops and galleons but there's only the one beacon chest and to be fair I went in with uh, my my murder crew that I I usually sail with during the week uh, at night and we managed to play five to seven games uh, for a few nights and knocked out most of the wins in fact i i can't think of any of the losses that we played all of them were wins but there were definitely a few close calls. The takeaway that i got with sea of thieves with the arena is that to be honest you really don't need to care about the actual chest the, the chest just doesn't really do anything. I mean, it's nice to kind of hold on to is kind of like a, you know, in case I need to turn this in so that I can buffer uh, my, my silver points in case I get sunk. That's cool. But for the most part, most people typically just go out and try to sink each other, which is fine. But that's not something that you can really get uh, in, in not something that you, you can't do in arena. You can do that in arena for the most part. Um, the only difference is that the people in arena are typically going in there with the mindset that they're going to fight. So if you're looking to get that head to head battle, uh, arena is good for that. But something that I think a lot of people noticed, uh, with this kind of, um, three week event was to get the 20 wins. If you're not good with PVP, then there's a tendency for you to get farmed. And that's just not the way I think the game needs to be played. I don't really appreciate that playstyle. I don't like the idea of locking down a ship and just farming kills and shooting in their ship and keeping their ship afloat while you buffer your points. It's not... It's not what I think is intended. It's gaming the system because the system just isn't a compelling enough version for them. Or maybe the incentive is is great enough for them to get the cosmetics that they just don't want to have to actually play the way you normally would play. And that's kind of a shame. So I, I do think that this is something where we need to kind of go back and take a look at Arena and think, what was the purpose of Arena? And... As far as I can tell, the main drive for what Arena was, was they wanted to bring something that they felt during some of the expos, some of the, the E3 events, some of the, the Twitch cons and, and uh, you know, PAX uh, conventions where you actually had people having a fun engagement. And something that I talked about last week with the the sense that that is something when it's, it's great when it's fabricated, when you have teams that are set up for that. But... It's still something that you can do in adventure. And if you're going to do it in adventure, you could probably progress the other reputations while still getting PvP 
And that's not something that you can do in arena. In arena, you're forced to just one reputation. So it's kind of a shame. I I do think that arena needs to be something that you don't have the option of doing in adventure, Uh, a type of mode that goes beyond the standard type of play in adventure because that's going to be the compelling thing you're you're going to be doing something that you can't do in adventure and that's the reason why you want to jump into it is because you really like that mode now obviously i'm speaking from personal perspective i'm not a fan of the arena i've never really been a fan of arena and i've stated that in the past but i do think that there's potential there and i think that the potential needs to be explored a little bit heavier on the insider because I think that's where it's going to live or die, is where where we can kind of work out a new type of mode that is compelling for us to want to stay in arena. So with that being said, uh, I'm one win away currently, and that's because we kind of did 19 wins over the course of a couple nights, and then we decided we were going to do the last one the next night and we just haven't gotten around to it in fact i haven't seen anyone playing the last few nights so i think we all kind of got burnt out on arena trying to get these 20 wins and trying to get everyone the silver that they need for the sword and the the boots and stuff and we really just decided to kind of take a break without actually saying it and as a result i'm looking forward to getting back in this week uh before the the time is up if you're not sure when the last day is it's uh it's it's uk time but it's on midnight of the 28th so thursday the 28th i believe is the the time when you can no longer uh actually get the common de- or the the actual cosmetics the lion with the dagger i don't even know if the this this the floofy danger kitty have a name have we worked out a name for that i'm, I'm not sure i haven't seen anyone say that there's a, a name for it but just kind of remember that we're, we're going to be going up to the last minute here on thursday uh that that's going to be the last time if you're in the u.s just remember it's five to eight hours earlier so don't don't go into it anticipating that it's going to be midnight on thursday try to get it all done on wednesday or by wednesday if you can that's going to be your best bet next up on today's docket i wanted to dive into something that has become a bit of a debate and it's funny that this debate comes up because it's something that i know that uh, i've talked with in the past with a few people but we're gonna have to talk about summit and this is this is something that is in regards to double gun but it's not actually what you think it might be it's actually kind of a twist because this is probably the first time uh summit has ever come out and stated that he thinks for now and and i think his his time is or i think his opinion has actually changed a bit since this tweet but he's actually stated that he thinks the best way to fix uh double guns because of the hit registration is to force sword and gun versus double gun so i wanted to kind of open the forums on this and dive into the discussion about it because it's a conversation that i've had with a few other people and i put a poll out on twitter and i asked that people not not to argue with each other uh, but just to kind of state their reasons for why they think it should be forced with sword and gun or double gun and the caveat to this is that i wanted to have it so that this is something that's tested on insider obviously this is not something where i think we need to just change it without testing to see how the balance is because obviously with a change like changing it so that you can't equip two guns at the same time you really want to test that you really want to see if that's the right way to go about it so with the tweet uh i I put out the poll it was only going for about a day and i got over over 200 votes on this and 88% of you said that we should test out sword and gun only in the insiders. Now, I don't know if necessarily everyone was ready to say this is the the end all be all and that for sure we should just switch it so that uh, it has to be a lot more calculated on your choices. And I definitely want to test it. I'm not sure if I'm 100% sold on doing it, but I'm a lot more sold on doing it uh, or going sword and gun than I am allowing double gun if it will fix the issue that people have where two people on a sloop 
can essentially lock down just about anyone when you spawn in to your ship because they can shoot you with a flintlock. If both hit, then that's 100%. Uh, they can still do that with a sword and gun, but if they miss, if you manage to jump out of the way, then they still have an eye reach or a blunder to get you without having to actually close any distance. And that's that's tough. That's tough if they're good. There's obviously ways around getting out of that situation. It's definitely possible, but it's going to be more difficult if they had a sword and gun. So that's kind of the scenario that we're, we're looking at when we're going into this discussion. So I wanted to uh, kind of talk about some of the responses that I got to this because a lot of people have very strong feelings about this and all of those feelings are very vi uh, um, validated. They're, they're very, they're valid. Everyone's opinion is valid and everyone's opinion has a right to be heard. So I'm going to go through some of these uh, obviously there was a lot of them so I don't want to I don't want to take too much of your time reading some of the things that you guys might actually have written but I I wanted to kind of express some of other people's thoughts on this so uh, let's see flintlock Avery wrote in said I run sword and pistol I'll blunder slash long reach when fighting megs or krakens for the damage but when I PvP I like the quickness of sword and pistol I think there are some of the tweaks that they could me could make to balance, uh, but it is what it is. Luckily, we can't dual wield pistols. Um, yeah, that would be that would definitely be pretty pretty tough. Uh, Quartermaster Zeta wrote in said a debate that's been talked with my friends since the first time double gunning was a problem. In my opinion, I think sword should be locked, meaning you can't unequip it. Out of all the pirates in pirate info I've ever seen, all pirates had one sword slash knife at all times. Also, I, it has more skill involved. And that's an interesting perspective too, because I, I do think that you need to be good with the sword if you're going to fight someone else with the sword. But more or less in the fights that I've seen, it generally degrades to just spamming the left click mouse button. And only a few really good PVPers with the sword have been able to uh, outmaneuver and outplay random sword spamming um and that's tough because part of it's also that you're relying on the game to register your inputs correctly and that they're registering the blocks correctly so if you run into a situation where that doesn't work then it really doesn't instill a lot of faith in in running with a sword so you might want you might be more tempted to run with a blunderbuss in that instance um zack attack also responds to this and says i couldn't agree more a sword feels like an extension of a pirate's arm and could be used in a variety of ways though we play in a fictional world it's really neat to add realistic elements of piracy so that's that kind of goes into and zeta talks about uh bunny hopping in battle and how that that really doesn't feel like the realism that you would normally expect and i i would kind of turn to some of the acrobatics and some of the pirates of the caribbean movies that uh that that zach kind of brings up and it's it's tough um captain balzonia wrote in or wrote in and said this is a tough decision for me because i do respect the freedom that we have in what we choose to carry and in what order but providing a restriction that locks the sword and gun combo as the only option it would provide way more fun with the sword play i would rather cross swords to be honest so this is this is again kind of going into the idea that it builds into the fantasy and forces the the hand of rare that if they are going to force swords then they have to make sure that sword engagement is fun and fair. Uh, Orca Singh writes in says, in my opinion, the combat would uh, the combat was great until double gun changed or oh the combat was great until double gun changed everything in ruined PvP. Well, unfortunately, double gun's been a long time uh, in in the the making. In fact, we used to be able to have all of our weapons at one point. Uh, it says it's just too OP and just makes combat harder and unfair. Sword has been left in uh, the dust to some and reply double and uh, reply double gun for easy kills don't get me started on sword spam it's more like a sword swarm yeah that's kind of the issue toe jam wrote in and said either 
Either is fine in my opinion. The problem at the moment is the damage they do and that you can't stop someone from shooting you up cl or close up. Reduce the damage of guns. Add hitbox multipliers to get that damage back. Add aim punch uh, to the sword slashes that uh, affects ADS only. Also fit, uh, fix hit registration. And I, I wouldn't mind something like a melee attack with uh, with the, the, the bunt of your sword. You know, if you'd be able to punch someone with your sword uh, while you're blocking to kind of knock them back. Um, Brigitte in Overwatch is a good example of having a shield and shield bashing someone, charging forward and actually knocking or stunning them. Maybe not to that extent with over or with uh, Sea of Thieves, but being able to push someone back a little bit so that they're not crowding you if you have your sword up would be kind of an interesting uh, way to kind of get some space so that you can maneuver around something. Captain Deadeye Drace wrote in, says, my personal bias is sword and gun, but I think gun gun should be respected. Rather than lock people in, I'd rather they introduce new melee slash sword weapons that gave more options and maybe provided some counterplay to gun gun. But yes, they should at least try sword gun on insiders. Uh, Thor Von Blitz, uh, I'm going to put as the, the the last one. And obviously, a lot of people wrote into this. Um, I, I respect all everyone's decision on this uh, and on, on the poll. But uh, I just don't want to take it too much time kind of reading through some of these. I really respected everyone's opinion, so everyone had a really good perspective. But Thor wrote in and said, we had a little talk about this, so you know my stance on the topic. Uh, forcing sword slash gun is the quote-unquote easy solution that should only be used when all other options have failed. There are still many things that can be done in terms of balancing before we resort to that, and I couldn't agree more, which is exactly why I push towards testing something like this out on insiders. The main problem that I run into with insiders is that drastic changes like this are usually met with heavy criticism on the forums. And it really is hard to test out when you don't have a large player base on the forums giving good feedback that isn't just hate. Uh, having critical appraisal, appraisal of a change like this is something that I think really needs to be tested out over the course of time, uh, not just one insider update. This is something that I think they should change in the insiders for a couple months to give people a chance to play with it, to feel comfortable with it. Very similar to the way that we had to get used to chain shots and the new barrel system and resurrection. A lot of people thought that resurrection would be the death of sloops. It's not. They still have a place. It just takes a little different of, a, uh, of an approach. I, I think that we need to test this out. I think that it's going to be great. And let's see, I'm going to take a sec and see if there are any others on here that I really think I should say. A lot of the people really do think that they that having the sword and gun is kind of the quintessential um, type of pirate play. And I, I couldn't agree more. And I, I do want people to feel like they can double gun. But if it's a way that we can create balance in the game... Even if it's just to give people a, 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 or give rare time to actually balance gunplay and then test that on insiders, maybe that would be worth it because it wasn't that long ago. It was a couple years ago when I got really used to having my sword and my flintlock and my blunderbuss and my eye of reach. And I could switch between all four at any given time. And the beauty of it was Order of Souls was super easy when well actually no we didn't it was just random skellies we had random skellies on the beta when when you were fighting uh stuff like that we didn't have order souls it was just gold hoarder but random skellies were easy because you could just you could swap between all of them and then when the game came out we at one point we just couldn't <laughs> and we had to kind of decide and and it wasn't until shortly after uh, launch that we realized that you could go with the double guns and we use that a lot and I think a lot of people just kind of stuck with swords because the sword lunge is really powerful for getting around uh, for traversal especially trying to get back to your ship if your ship gets snuck up on and they're they're getting ready to steal stuff from it being able to sword lunge to your ship is is pretty essential uh, but now we have harpoons so I don't know. We we have a lot of tools in our in our hands, and I know that Rare doesn't like restricting things, so that we aren't feeling like uh, we're we're having our our fun taken away from us. But if 
the the fun that some people have is fewer or less than the uh, amount of stress and frustrations that a lot of people get with the game. It's hard to justify if this is still the right move. So, and to kind of go back onto Summit's tweet, a lot of his perspective from what I understand is coming from the frustrations of the state of arena and hit registration. Uh, having hit registration just not work and being limited to five uh, shots per gun really does kind of point out the fact that it's it's hard to want to use double gun when it's not reliable. And the same thing applies to swords too. So the poll as a result, uh, it was it was it was really really overwhelming in the sword slash gun uh results sword slash gun got 88.9 percent of people wanting to have it just be sword and gun versus double gun and 11.1 percent were, were wanting double gun i didn't give any other options i wanted people to make a choice in that uh to to be able to test out so i hope that if you feel like double gun is your play style that something happens that enables you to uh, be able to trust the hit registration but balance comes so that people who like to use sword don't feel forced into double gun because they just can't compete with range uh, when you when you have two guns at range and you're using a sword and a gun you're really kind of stuck you really like the load time between uh okay so say that you are shooting your flintlock the uh, amount of time that it takes to reload your flintlock should be the amount of time it takes for you to equip your other gun so that you're only ever able to shoot one weapon at a time that is equal to the reload time. And I, I'm aware that some of the guns have different reload times as well too. So th that kind of needs to be addressed first, but possibly a, a fix for this is that the amount of time it takes to reload a gun is the amount of time it takes for you to switch guns so that it it's harder for you to shoot more than 100% of a person's health in less time than it takes to reload any of the one, any single gun. And that would kind of give uh, opportunity for a player who's using a sword to try and close that distance or at least use their gun to uh, do that. And obviously if you're using a sword, a sword should be able to come out faster than trying to reload an entire gun because I can I can pull out a sword faster than I can reload a, a an eye of reach. <laughs> that's that's kind of the incentive of why pirates had swords because it took forever to reload a gun. So the the point was is you get one good shot and if that kills the dude, cool. If you miss, you got to fall back on the sword cuz you're not going to have an opportunity to reload that gun, bunny hops or not. Maybe we just need to remove the ability to uh to to reload your gun whilst hopping. Maybe that's something that we need to address or address again if the topic had ever been presented and the community shot it down. Just saying. <laughs> All right, pirates. As of right now, there is very little time left on the ledgers. Uh, so I wanted to kind of talk about these because with the uh, emissary ledgers, um, you're really like it. We're, we're coming down. It's the last week. So you want to make sure that if there's a specific company that you want to kind of devote your time to to get those rewards, those sales. Now, bear in mind, there's four tiers. Each tier comprises 25% of the population in Sea of Thieves. That's 10 million players, roughly. The, the tiers that you need to get, there's tier one, tier two, tier three, and tier four. Uh, tier... Well, actually, yeah. So the bottom tier, which is tier four, you don't really get anything for that. The the second from bottom, tier three, that you'll get a title for. Tier two, which is the second from the best, you're going to get a type of uh, sales. And tier one, the highest, you're going to be able to get a type of sales as well, too. So if you hit the highest tier possible, tier one, you're going to get all of the rewards that are in the lower tiers. 
And that goes across the board with tier two as well too. So if you hit tier two, then you'll get the sales for that tier plus the title. And if you hit tier three, you're just gonna get the title. So you got less than a week, you can head over to seethieves.com forward slash leaderboards to log into Sea of Thieves and see just where you stand on each of the different companies. Now bear in mind, there's five of them. So you can you can click and see like which of uh, which ones you have. You can also check in game too where you stand on the ledgers as well too. And the reason I'm bringing this up with uh, less than a week is, is because a lot of people are concerned about getting all of these sales before the end of the week um, so that you can get all of the different liveries and I just wanted to let everyone know right now that if you don't know there's no reason if you're listening to this that you shouldn't know from now on these liveries these sales for each of the companies aren't changing after the week I've, I've said it in the past that it would. There was a correction. I'm pretty sure I made a, uh, the correction for that in the episode following that one. But after the ledgers reset, you, you're going to have the same, the same sales, the same sales after this. So if you don't get it this week, don't worry. Whatever you don't get, you can focus on next time. So in the next reset, if say you didn't get the order of souls because it was really tough and you wanted to get that but you got athena's fortune and you managed to get uh, reaper's bones then cool you don't have to worry about the reaper's bones and athena's fortunes you've already got those rewards now you can focus on order of souls or gold hoarder or merchant alliance and if you've managed to get the highest tier in a couple of them then in, in only the second highest tier and a couple other ones, then whatever you've capped out on, whatever you've already earned, don't worry about that one. Obviously, when you jump into the game, you're going to play the game how you want and you're going to choose which ones you want to focus on as far as gaining levels. But you have some time to be able to work on those levels. So if you don't get what you want this reset then next reset, the, the rewards are going to be the same. They have stated that they do plan on changing the rewards or adding different rewards in the future, but we have no time frame on that right now. So don't fret if you feel like you're running out of time and you're really close to getting that, that number one tier, but you're not so close in some of the other ones, maybe focus on the one that you're closest to getting the top tier in that you want to get those rewards. Uh, because th those are the ways that, that you're going to be able to get other rewards for the other companies next round, because you can focus a little bit more on that. And the idea is, is that once people get the rewards, there'll be less incentive for them to compete to getting into that top 25%. And some of you have been wondering how the streaming side of things go for the people that get to play all the time the top one percent of earners in the game typically they're they're not they're going to be way way beyond what most people are typically earning in that and the gap between tier two and tier one is pretty big so i played uh reaper's bones pretty heavily when the game first had the update and I've been out sailing a few times since then uh, over the last three weeks and I've done a little bit of Reaper Spones, but I really haven't focused on it that much. I am still in the top 25% as a result and have stayed there since with very little, uh, very little push to get into or to stay into that tier. And the, the top 25% has actually grown significantly, but I've stayed roughly within the same positioning that I got when I first started working on that. And that has kind of enabled me to jump into the other different companies and work on those. So Athena's Fortune, I'm I'm Gucci on that. That's great. I'm looking forward to those. The Merchant Alliance, uh, I think I need a little bit more to stay in the top one just to kind of give myself some buffer. And same thing with Gold Hoarders. And I really haven't focused on Order of Souls this time because it hasn't really been uh, one of the factions that I really, really wanted to jump into. 
Uh, so with that, Pirates, hopefully this alleviates some stress if you've been wondering just how things are going to go going into the the next reset for the ledgers. Uh, I hope that you don't stress out too much about this. Again, I always recommend people jump into the Discord if you're looking for people to sail with because a lot of them have been going around and trying to get just some of these ledgers set up so that they'll be good. And obviously with less than less than a week uh, now is a good time to jump in with some people some good folks and try and get those ledgers worked on and I think that's about it as far as news um, pirates the things that I want to hear from you about are what do you think of the the steam client uh, being just the windows client what do you think of the price tag for forty dollars is that too high is that too low what do you think uh, i also want to know about your thoughts on the sword gun versus double gun like is that something that you support as far as testing out to see if that's something that will help bring balance to the no i was about to go force bring balance to the seas uh whether or not that's something that will kind of prohibit people from being able to kill others quickly and give people an opportunity to get back into a fight to actually fight for their survival as opposed to just dying almost instantly once they respawn if a crew is that good and also i'm curious how are you doing on your ledgers have you been enjoying it is it a system that you see yourself uh continuing on depending on what kind of new cosmetics come out or are you just going to run it because you enjoy getting the additional gold for your voyages i, I want to know so let me know hit me up over on twitter at c-a-p-t underscore l-o-g-u-n or you can send an email in at c-a-p-t l-o-g-u-n at gmail.com you can always send me a message too on discord there's a, uh, a, a way you can message me privately or if you wanted to you can always put it in the questions and feedback section i got a lot of people that reached out to me last week that said they enjoyed the episode and i think it was mostly because we talked about things that are on your guys's mind so i want to know what's on your mind and with that pirates i think that's going to do it um i do have a special story that i want to dive into as well i've made it through the sea of thieves and I've been here a while, but it's always really weird to wake up in the tavern each day and kind of wonder what what happened the night before. Cause I'm I'm pretty sure I made it back with all my treasure, but you know, one can never really be sure in these times. So at this point I just kinda have to start from scratch and hope that this time out, it's going to be even better than what I think last night was like. Well, we might as well see how it goes. I wake up in the tavern and as I'm looking around, I, I see some familiar faces. Obviously there's the mysterious stranger who's always there and always mysterious and Tracy who's, who's always been really kind to me and really nice duke is kind of looking at me weird like he always does i don't i really don't like that guy and as i look around i notice there's a familiar painting on the wall and as i look at it it's of a friend who for some reason is staring at a inky black sea of tentacles still not quite sure what he was doing out there Going out into the ocean, into the sea, I look out and I see blue skies, blue waters. Uh, there's a skeleton out there, this big old skeleton skull that I'm not quite sure what, if I want to do that or not. But there's my trusty ship, good old sloop, the sitting duck. As I wander out onto the beach, see some familiar faces, obviously there's well, there's Humphrey, the hoarder. <laughs> uh, he's a weird guy. And I head over to the Order of Souls Tavern, where obviously Madame Olive's there, who, you know, we've talked in the past, and I've helped free the souls of the Wild Rose. But I'm trying to decide, what should I do today? Should I go to Humphrey? 
Should I go to Madame Olive? Uh, I'm going to head down to the dock and see if maybe I can see what the merchants are up to. The merchants have always done me well, and Molly's out here. She was, of course, the original founder of the Merchant Alliance and Good Soul as well, too. Uh, looks like there's one of those Reaper's chests out past Cannon Cove. What should I do? Should I head over to Humphrey and start working on Order of Souls, or should I head over to Madame Olivia? What about what about Molly? She's always got some good money in her coin purse for chickens or for cargo that needs to be delivered. What should I do? Hey, I know. I got an idea. Why why don't you guys help me out here? What should I go on? Should I head over to the Order of Souls and see if I can find some treasure? Hopefully nothing too cursed. <laughs> uh, or should I head over to the really cursed with Madame Olive and try my hand at some Order of Souls missions and hopefully not turn into a skeleton captain that I've heard so many people say they've seen me already. <laughs> not, not, not too, uh, not too, too comforting there. What about Molly? Molly's pretty solid. She's she's always been a good good person to me, and well, we've always had a really good working relationship. I need your help, folks. I I need you to help me figure out what the heck am I gonna do today. So let me know. Who should I go join up and get some coin from? Alright Pirates, that's going to do it for this episode of Keelhauled. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you liked it. Again, thank you to John McMurtry, the voice of Sea of Thieves, for lending his talent to introduce the episode this week and for future episodes. Obviously, I'll be doing the intro from time to time, but I cannot squander the treasure that he has sent me and with your guys's feedback hopefully i'll figure out what the heck i'm going to do to get off a sanctuary outpost send in your thoughts your your desires what you want me to go do even if you just want me to stay on the outpost i'll do that as well too but it's up to you if you guys have any questions or feedback, feel free to join the Discord server and leave those in the channel so that I know what your thoughts are, or just message me, send me things on Twitter. I'm totally fine with any of it. Pirates, it's been a pleasure making this episode for you, and again, I'm sorry that it came out a little bit later than it normally does. With the three-day three -day holiday, I wanted to take some time to spend some, uh, spend some quality, kind of relaxing in my brain and all that fun jazz, so I hope that you see this episode well and I look forward to sailing with you on the Sea of Thieves.